Welcome to the Inside EWCSD Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Patterson. On today's show, we'll be talking with our guest, Dr. Trina Gonzalez, our Director of Student Services about Attendance Awareness Month and a little bit more. But before we get started with that, I'd like to share a few reminders to our EWCSD community. Hopefully by now you've heard all about our Beyond the Meal campaign, so please make sure that you complete the application for your child. These applications directly impact our funding. For example, for every 70 applications we receive, which are approved, generate an extra $682,000 for our district that can be used at every single one of our school sites for every single one of our students. The second reminder is that our next board meeting is Monday, October 9th at 6 p.m. in the Ed Center. Finally, our Parent Connections meeting is on September 19th, and the topic is Protecting and Monitoring Your Child's Social Media. Okay, so let's get started with our interview with Trina. Welcome to the show, Trina. Thank you for having me. Before we get to the topic at hand, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Dr. Patterson. Just a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Whittier. Uh, I was a mighty Whittier College poet and then finished my master's degree at Cal State Fullerton. I received my doctorate degree from Cal Poly Pomona. Um, and my main focus or history about myself is really just being a strong advocate for students, uh, specifically those that are underdogs and experiencing a little more challenges with schools, whether it be with social emotional learning or behavior, or in this case, uh, attendance concerns. What can you tell us about the trends in student attendance overall the last couple of years? Well, as many know, uh, the closing of the school due to COVID-19 really disrupted the habits and patterns in school attendance. In California, specifically, we saw a 30% increase in student population that has been missing more than 18 days of school. Um, in East Whittier, prior to COVID, we had an average of about 5% of our students who were not coming to school on a regular basis. Um, in 21-22, we saw that jump to 26% of our students. Um, luckily, we've seen a, a decrease in that area by 4%. So in 22-23, uh, we had 22% of our students identified as chronically absent. Uh, however, that's still about 1,600 students missing more than one month of school. So based on those trends, um, it's really risen, really risen to one of our number one priorities in student services. So I think one of the things that our families really struggle with is the idea of reinforcing how important attendance is while balancing the safety and health aspects of COVID. So can you talk to us a little bit about what advice you would share with parents on how to navigate between those two very different ideas? That's a great question. Um, with COVID being a reality in our life, we do have to realize that children will test positive for COVID. We do have some safeguards in place for us. Uh, one of our biggest, uh, biggest elements that we're focusing on is short-term independent studies. So if our students are testing positive for COVID and do have to self-isolate, we've asked that parents call and ask for short-term independent studies. It's uh, any time, any absences can be covered from three to 14 days. Uh, we would provide work for the students to do at home and they would still get credit as if they were here on campus and not have absences on their record. Um, the other thing I encourage families to do is send their kids to school even if they have a runny nose and a cough. We know that there are going to be common uh, flu symptoms going around and we want students in campus. We want to build up their resiliency and make sure that they only stay home when they're COVID positive. 
So could you share a little bit more with us about the ways in which our LVNs and health clerks are trained to be able to support families with making these types of decisions? LVNs and health clerks have been trained on COVID-specific symptoms, but one of the biggest indicators is if they have a runny nose, a cough, coupled with a fever or headaches. Um, that makes us dig deeper and make sure that we analyze whether or not they do have COVID-19 symptoms. The LVNs and nurses can really uh, sift through and decide whether or not those students might likely have COVID-19. They ask questions about their exposure if they've been out to big events that really help us determine whether or not it might be COVID-19. We also offer free COVID-19 tests that we can provide to families so that they can make a cautious decision about whether or not their child is experiencing the common cold or really has COVID like uh, really has COVID symptoms. As our audience has hopefully seen, this month is Attendance Awareness Month. So Dr. Gonzalez, can you talk a little bit about what we are doing as a district to celebrate this month? Absolutely. Uh, in collaboration with all of our school sites, we launched a campaign um, that lasts the whole month of September. Uh, we have everything from banners to the community to see, incentives for students like personalized stickers and pencils, and activities that really highlight the importance of school attendance. Uh, we also shared our district-wide attendance plan um, that includes the recognition of sites um, with the best attendance and those that are working toward improving their attendance overall. And our goal is really to motivate all administrators to put a spotlight on attendance uh, by really recognizing students that come to school every single day. While this is a special month, could you explain some of the things that go on throughout the year to be able to celebrate attendance? Absolutely, we have our district attendance plan uh, that we have shared with all of our stakeholders, including administrators, our wellness team, um, our attendance clerks who are responsible for increasing attendance. And throughout that attendance plan, we really highlighted key factors that we think will make a difference, including data monitoring. We have our forecast five system that principals and other staff members can look at and monitor student attendance on a daily basis. We have um, things put in place such as robocalls to families so that they're aware that their students were absent on a daily basis at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. And that's really to encourage a dialogue between our school office staff and our families to find out why they might be out, how we can help provide resources, and really be able to get through the root of the problem of why students are being out. Another thing we launched this year is school avoidance training that all of our wellness team will be participating in. We know that if students are missing this much school and it isn't medically related, that it usually has to do with school avoidance. Uh, students have fallen into some bad habits with uh, COVID-19 and online instruction, and some of them just need help getting out of the rut of being at home and coming to school and also developing those daily patterns again. Parents also need to be reminded that it is important that we don't have um, classes available online and that their students need to be here every single day. So I'm going to deviate a little bit from our conversation on attendance because you did mention our wellness team and you mentioned the fact that there is a strong correlation between attendance and social emotional health. So can you please talk to us a little bit about what our wellness team does in order to support students? So the wellness team includes both school uh, counselors and our social workers. And really their job is to help create connections with families and students. Uh, oftentimes they'll meet with students and families to find out what the root cause is of why they're missing school, 
offer resources for those particular families. Uh, we also do home visits for families. So if we've had students that were missing for more than four or five days and they haven't been able to answer their call and we still have some concerns, you might have a social worker knocking on your door to see how you're doing um, to make sure that the student is getting the medical care that they need and really providing any support that might um, be necessary. Oftentimes when social workers meet with families, we start off with, do you have transportation? Is there an alarm clock in the home? And sometimes that's a financial barrier for some families, and so we have to help them through all those processes. There could be an issue of school avoidance where parents are very honest with our social workers and say, you know, we're having difficulty with our son waking up every single day. They might be experiencing some depression and not really have um, the ability to get up every single morning in school. And that's when our social workers will work as a team with those families to develop a plan. Sometimes it can be even a phase in plan for them. If they're missing five days uh, a month, then we work on reducing that to maybe two days a month and develop that plan with them. So Trina, you've mentioned a variety of different resources that we have at parents' disposal here inside of the district, but are there any other additional resources that parents can turn to in order to get support with regard to attendance? Uh, yes, most definitely. One of the sites that we've been looking at most, and you'll be seeing some of our families, will be seeing some of these handouts is through Attendance Works. So Attendance Works has parent handouts that really help provide information on attendance, specific to grade levels, what are some motivational pieces they might be able to use with their students, and how they can ensure that they get to school every day. Another resource is our California PTA. They have a parenting tip section on their website where we can look at what makes a student academically successful and be able to thrive in the school setting. Um, and lastly, we have our long-term goal of providing classes for parents who are experiencing um, school avoidance with their students at home. So we're gonna be providing workshops for them to learn how to create plans, support their students, and motivate them to return to school. Um, when, again, it gets to the point of students missing 18 or more days, oftentimes they're in middle school, uh, parents don't know what to do. They don't know how to get their kids dressed in the morning. They don't know how to respond to a student who says, I won't come to school anymore. And that's really what the workshops are gonna be about, is empowering the parents with these strategies and skills to address their kids' um, concern of not being able to attend school on a daily basis. Dr. Gonzalez, I know that many people within our community have seen posts from our elementary and middle schools showing off the attendance trophy. Can you tell us a little bit about what that trophy means? Yes, uh, one of our uh, district-wide attendance plan action steps is to really honor those schools who have put in the extra effort and work to really identify students who are being chronically absent on campus. Uh, so we actually look at our attendance on a monthly basis by site, and the school that has the overall best attendance receives a trophy, a surprise visit from our assistant superintendent, and um, some treats for the staff. Uh, we also have added this year uh, to make sure that we're honoring the growth mindset, um, an award specifically for school sites that have shown the most growth over time. So even though these schools may be experiencing chronic absenteeism and may not have the best overall score, they are showing growth between 15 to 20% each month. And we wanted to make sure we identify those schools as well that are showing growth overall from month to month. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gonzalez. This has been very informative, and I'm sure that it is going to be extremely helpful to our EWCSD community. Well, that brings us to the end of our first edition of Inside EWCSD. Dr. Gonzalez was such an amazing first guest that we will definitely have to find ways to bring her back and share some of the other things that are going on in her department. We hope that the information shared today was beneficial to all, 
Thank you for listening to Inside EWCSD, and please make sure that you follow our social media for the release of our next episode. Until then, we'll continue to open the door to every child's future here at EWCSD. We'll see you next time.